Welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Jacobson, joined by my co-host, Eddie McBride. Kyle, nice to have a chance to be here, especially this morning with our good friend and, and fellow board member, Chris Berry from uh, Riversmiths. Uh, Chris, we're great to have a chance to sit down with us. Give us a little background about you in the restaurant. Sure. Thanks, uh, Eddie and Kyle. Thanks for having me this morning. I uh, appreciate being here and the opportunity to uh, discuss uh, some things that are going on in the industry. Um, I, I grew up in the industry, uh, literally, so uh, my family still owns and operates a restaurant back in El Paso, Texas. Uh, started back in 1968 uh, and still going strong, you know, strong-ish, I guess, right now, and this would be the term. Um, but, um, you know, literally as soon as I was uh, tall enough to stand on a pickle bucket and wash dishes, I was in there helping and uh, busting tables and washing dishes, just like a lot of us in the industry started. And uh, not about nine years ago, I was blessed with the opportunity to come and join uh, my partners over here at uh, River Smiths. Um, our founder and senior partner, Bob Corcoran, uh, had been trying to retire, I think, three or four times and kept getting pulled back in and was looking for an operations guy. And that, that just so happens to be my specialty. So I uh, came over and uh, since then, we've been kicking butt and taking names. Yeah. And if anybody knows where y'all where are at, you know, on the corner of uh, almost corner of Avenue Q and Marsha Sharp Freeway, and it's really easy to get to. And it's uh, very easily recognized. Uh, what model of uh, pickup is that out front? Uh, it is a 1942 uh, Ford flatbed. And and I think what's kind of funny is that uh, I, I learned to drive on a very similar vehicle, so it tickles me every time I see it. So uh, that's fun. It wasn't back in 1942, though. Yeah, it was close, but it was, it was yeah. uh, a little bit further than that. I mean, it was about 20 years later, but anyway. That, and, that one's not operational, so don't get any ideas. Yeah. No, I don't want to drive those anymore. They're too hard to drive, so... Well, uh, we've got kind of a, an important issue that has popped up as businesses have reopened in the last few months and things kind of start to get back more more and more towards normal. Um, and that's a, a workforce shortage in the restaurant industry, but then kind of in retail and other sectors as well uh, on a larger scale. So can you kind of just give us an overview of, of this issue and maybe how it's impacting River Smiths in particular? Sure, sure. Um, so, you know, as, as the last 13 months have been, you know, crucial and difficult in diff many different ways for all of us, uh, our industry uh, took a, a major hit because obviously we were directly affected by many of the regulations and, and, um, and things put down by the government. Uh, never a, a full direct shut uh, shutdown thank god but uh you know dining room shut down and you know uh, dine-in shut down for for quite some time and recovery since then so you know blessed blessed as we feel for the um for the numbers to be on the rise as far as uh customers coming back out and sales and revenue increasing uh labor short or labor has not caught up with that so um many of us are 20 to 30 to 40 percent uh understaffed and uh, a lot of us have been forced into difficult decisions like not operating seven days a week anymore like we've been doing for a long long time and uh, just just struggling to get by uh, you know just uh, just staffing shift to shift is is a challenge every day ever even more than it's ever been 
And, and although we've recovered from uh, uh, the devastations of the lockdowns, you guys, did, you guys did a great job of being able to recover and transition to a new business model that you hadn't worked before. And, and obviously it kept you all alive and during the during the pandemic, but still just like what you mentioned, you still didn't have the number of staff that was uh, uh, available to you. Or it was really hard keeping that up, but now it's been made even, even more difficult. Even, even last summer, when the first uh, CARES Act package came out and they gave uh, such a, uh, the federal government came up with such a great amount of money and then required the states to increase the amount of unemployment. Mm -hmm. and, and we have heard not just from the restaurant uh, owners and industry members themselves, but also from retail and others that it's hard to get people back to work. We have our unemployment is relatively, I mean, it's not as low as what it was before the pandemic, mm -hmm. but uh, there's an indicator there's still a bunch of workers still, still out there. Have you, uh, can you confirm the fact, the same as what we've heard, the fact that it's difficult to get workers to come back because they're still enjoying that extra uh, unemployment money that really takes away their interest and intent and passion to get back to work? Is that is that fair? That's 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 very fair. That's exactly what we're hearing. Um, we're still looking to, into, you know, obviously we're in territory that none of us have ever experienced. So we're still, I, I know at the state level, we're working with the uh, Workforce Commission on diving down into deep into the numbers as far as how many in the industry are out of work that wish to return back to work and maybe out of the industry and don't wish to come back to work. So uh, those those numbers are a little harder to come by because it's, you know, again, it's, it's in territory we've never been before. Um, but uh, just just as you said, Eddie, you know, um, <clears throat> beginning last year, as, as we started to slow down and uh, due to the dining sh uh, shutdowns and things like that, uh, we lost a lot of our industry or a lot of our workers to other industries. Uh, so, you know, some left to retail, some left to uh, production, you know, some left to, to different things. And um, we may never see those those come back to the industry to work. Well, and one more input on that is that just yesterday we were talking about the fact that it was even before COVID, it wasn't just real perfect situation. So this is really exacerbated yes. what y'all actually were realizing and seeing essentially before the pandemic started. Absolutely, absolutely. It was it was exacerbated for sure last year. Um, you know, <clears throat> as it sits today, 91% uh, of operators uh, show that they have job openings that are difficult to fill, which is without without goes without saying. Uh, but 93% of operators say that it, they think it will still be difficult to fill after we recover, quote unquote, from from this pandemic. Interesting. And yeah, I guess pre-COVID, our unemployment rate locally was about 3%. Nationally, I think it was just under 4%. And that is kind of an indicator there's not really that many people out there looking for work. You know, there's not a large pool to draw from. Uh, but, you know, now after a large spike, obviously, I think nationally it's about 6%. And we're right under that locally at about 5.8 or 5.9. So there is... You know, that doesn't necessarily speak to what industry they're looking to work in, but that does speak to the fact that there's more workers out there available for hire than there were pre-pandemic, and it's just about connecting them to um, open jobs. Absolutely. They don't have to look hard to find a job opening, for sure. Oh, yeah. The signs are all over the place. Um, and, you know, there is kind of a trickle-down effect, too, that I wanted to get your insight on as a, as a restaurant owner. Um, when you've got a limited number of employees on staff and they're working maybe more shifts, more hours than they typically do, uh, as y'all are seeing increased business as things recover and reopen, uh, that kind of puts more stress on them. And then, you know, if you've got two cashiers and maybe you could use four, then that also stresses the customers and they're thinking that, you know, your operation should be running more efficiently. And so 
uh, doesn't just impact the bottom line for the business, but it impacts the well-being of employees and customers. So can you kind of speak to how y'all are handling that trickle-down effect? Absolutely. Um, you know, potential burnout is is a very real uh, fear in, in our eyes, as, as I'm sure many of my colleagues around the industry. Um, you know, we, uh, River Smith in particular decided to shut down Sundays, which we had never been never done in, at that time in 42 years of existence, uh, which we started last March. And really, <clears throat> as, as the pandemic was, was spiking, I guess, or just beginning, uh, we decided it would be um, really just uh, almost a day off to, you know, every, every day was a new challenge. Every day was, you know, what's going to happen today? How long is this going to go? So at first it was, we'll shut down Sundays until uh, dining rooms will be able to op open back up. Uh, and then it was, okay, well, we'll open back Sundays when uh, we have enough crew to do that. And that's kind of, we're still kicking the can down the road saying, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll do that eventually when, when we have enough staff to. Um, so as you can imagine, <clears throat> working six days, uh, most of our crews are working six days a week. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a very real thing to have, you know, an AM shift and a PM shift and work them all six days. And that's all you got. There's no uh, subs. There's no... Um, almost no day off requests because if somebody requests a day, then there's not anybody to fill those shoes. Uh, you know, a lot of us were blessed to have part-time staff helping out, um, you know, permanent part-time staff that would work, you know, two or three days a week or, you know, come in as maybe they were a teacher and they worked evenings or, you know, something that they worked in other industries and helped us out part-time. Um, that, that, that's almost non-existent right now. So uh, one person goes down, whether, you know, it's just a cold or it's allergy season right now. So, you know, the, the little things that knock you down for a day or half a day, uh, are a real struggle because there's nobody to fill those shoes. So it's a manager stepping in or it's uh, another uh, crew line leader or crew line uh, person jumping in and, you know, wearing two hats at the same time. So it's it's a very real thing. Um, you know, we're, us in particular are, are very mind, mindful of the potential burnout for, especially our managers, <clears throat> you know, working, it's, it's the industry is, is long, hard hours to begin with. And now it's just a little bit longer and a little bit harder. Uh, so, so we're, you know, we, we combat that daily. Uh, we try and do half days when possible, or, you know, it looks like we've got it under control today. Why don't you go home a little early and get some rest or, you know, go, go play with the kids for a while and come back later or something, something you know, so it's all the little things you just kind of uh, got to be creative and think outside the box to, to make sure your staff's taken care of. Uh, quite a balance. And, uh, most of us diners, uh, don't appreciate what all is going on in the background at the restaurants because a lot of people who walk into your facility and want to get something to eat don't really care about all that background. All they want is something nice to, to dine on. And it, and it irritates me sometimes to read some of the reviews from people that, uh, that we know that, uh, that staff is stressed just exactly as you well described in, in trying to make everything work, even with folks that might not be as well trained as other employees and stuff and not and just my my request is for folks to remember remember that and be a little bit more tolerant and a little less critical knowing full well that you guys are really been seriously impacted by this pandemic and and if anybody needs some understanding and some tolerance and some passion that y'all y'all deserve it so y'all Y'all keep up and know that there's a whole bunch of us out there that really appreciate it and, and aren't afraid to bring it up to let people know that they ought to give you the break y'all deserve. The PPP program is closed. Y'all are now opened up to the uh, uh, the restaurant revitalization fund that the SBA is putting out, and yet y'all are applying for the $28.6 billion. And it's up to for up to grants up to ten million per business. I hope mm -hmm. you qualify for that ten million. I, I think we uh, fall, might fall a little short of the ten million, but you know we we'll, we'll have our stake, yes, sir. 
Uh, but nonetheless, it's good to know that uh, they've they've targeted in the and it's not just restaurants per se that's in this particular bill. It even goes to bakeries and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah, even food trucks and, mm-hmm. and food trucks as well. So mm-hmm. folks need to really be aware of the fact that this restaurants recovery, excuse me, restaurant revitalization fund is open to a lot of different industries. That's in I mean food industry members. So and the the application is is available and up and running. Don't know how long it's going to last. So the Folks need to really go see their banker. Uh, if they if they tried to file a PPP before, or if they at least talk to their banker, yeah, you need to go to the banker that you have that's uh, that you've established a relationship and and file that form. It's not too too difficult a form. None of them are easy, but uh, it's it's something that the bankers are doing an outstanding job here in Lubbock with, and and I know that uh, Northwest Northwest Texas SBDC is helping as well. So. We appreciate any of the entities that are out there helping or pointing restaurants in, in that direction. Uh, and, and I'm sure that you, and on behalf of the restaurant industry, are making sure a lot of that information is available and pushing the folks. Uh, as far as you know, is, is the restaurants in town aware in, in taking advantage of this new revitalization fund? They are. They are. So there, there are numerous resources out there. Uh, Texas Restaurant Association has been uh, really a guard, our guardian angel throughout this pandemic and throughout the as the recovery continues. Um, they send out emails almost daily with updates and uh, tidbits and tips and, you know, this is what to do, this is what not to do. Here's a link to the application. I think they even send out a uh, link to the application mid last week uh, so you could even print it out and, you know, kind of get your rough draft going and have the information ready because uh, you had to register with the SBA on Friday if you weren't, or you could at least as early as Friday. Uh, and then Monday the application went live. So um, we, as, as I hope a lot of our uh, colleagues in the industry did, had that rough draft ready and you know got in there Monday morning and, and sent in the application. Uh, so as you can imagine, the SBA was inundated with, with applications on Monday and I think they had some struggles with the website. And But uh, but any any uh, website that's driving crazy traffic like that is gonna have some issues. Absolutely. But Absolutely. Uh, but we've, we've been doing our best to make sure that information is relayed on down. Uh, I know a lot of my colleagues have uh, put in that application, but I know there are some others that, uh, whether it's uh, fear of the unknown or maybe a little bit of pride or whatever it is, have, have not quite uh, applied or reached out or uh, asked for that uh, for that help. Um, and and I think uh, it's it's not a time to be prideful or mm-hmm. or fearful. Or, you know, the resources out there. It wasn't our doing. It wasn't necessarily anyone's fault. But the government said, "Hey, we're gonna." We're going to try and make this right, so we're going to fill in the gap, and that's that's exactly what it is. and And everyone should should get out there. Everyone that that, that qualifies uh, should get out there and, and go for it. Well, everybody that appreciates the free market enterprise system hates the idea of a, of a federal government bailout using yes. tax money to help you mm-hmm. live. It's a it is a revitalization fund that everybody is. Uh, uh, have the opportunity to take advantage of it, and, and we really encourage everyone to both consider doing it as well as uh, doing their application and, and getting relief to not only keep their business open, but to pay their employees and just and continue spreading the wealth around the community that we desperately need. Absolutely, you know, all of us see our our employees and our staff as an extended family because we spend a lot more time with them oftentimes than we do with our immediate family back at home. So, uh, you know, all of us care for uh, the employees just like family. So. Uh, our, our first desire, our first urge is to make sure they're employed and, and keep going. And we know that they're relying on us to bring the bacon home. So yeah. uh, we're, we're doing our best to, to keep that happening. Good deal. Well, Chris, we certainly appreciate you joining us today and uh, appreciate all your efforts and your staff at River Smith's 
uh, and are also thankful that you know that you choose to give your time and talents to the chamber and also the restaurant association. You know, I think a lot of people are looking to businesses like yours right now, and um, y'all are a great leader in our community, doing a great job. So, thank you for joining us and uh, giving us some insight on this topic today. Thanks, Colin Eddie, for having me. If if anyone has questions, uh, feel free to email me, and I can uh, relay the information uh, from the restaurant association on down. And we'll make in all that information available as well. Chris, we wish you the best. Thank you very much for making sure that we explained this well and appreciate what you do for the Chamber. Thanks, gentlemen. Perfect. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. You can subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, and we look forward to talking to you again next week.